We're broadcasting from St. Andrew's Church in Brainerd, Minnesota. I'm Deacon Dan Goshi. Father Daniel Weiske is your co-host. Hello again, Father. Hey, Deke. <laughs> Deke. Hey, Father. Hey, Father. Priest. Where do they go? You Deke? know, in Poland, I guess that's what they, that's the title. It's what? Um, it's, I think it's Schuns. It just means priest. That's what oh. they call you if you're diocesan. Priest Daniel. Mm-hmm. Deacon Dan. We have a uh, another fun. You know, it's. I, the the, the, the lead-in that comes into this segment, you know, uplifting, inspirational, mm. is, is what the words they use. And I feel like mm-hmm. we must be such a disappointment to them. That must be your half. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Uh, anyway, we, we continue with our uh, second hour here of Real Presence Live, and we have got a uh, father and son duo to join us right now here in the studio with us. The studio, meaning Father Daniel's office. Yes, sir. Uh, we have uh, Luke O'Reilly. Luke is uh, a seminarian. Yeah. For the Diocese of, uh, of Duluth. And on the phone, we have uh, Dan O'Reilly, who we spoke to last month. And Dan is <clears throat> in entering his, I believe, third year of formation for the permanent diaconate. Did I get that right, Dan? Yes, that is correct. Nailed it! Good I'm work. done. I'm done. The rest is yours, Father. I did my one right oh. thing, and I'm out of here. So. I'm so uh, proud of Anyway, you. Dan and Luke, good morning to both of you, and welcome. Morning. Good morning. So what do you think? I think 50 years and you finally got that thing 50 right. 50 years, I finally got one thing right. Yeah, that's amazing. Congratulations. You can be like me. <laughs> <laughs> but Luke and Dan, they're pursuing their, uh, where they think the Lord is calling. And they, uh, one thing about Luke, I mean, you know, unfortunately for him right now, he has a pretty harsh landlord. Um, He's living with you, isn't he? He is. Yeah. It's interesting. A father and son potentially could reverse roles, couldn't they? You'd be the father, Luke. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's yeah. right, and his dad would be Yeah, probably uh, Father Weiss, you could maybe uh, speak to that. It must be uh, confusing at the dinner table, I imagine. Father, could you pass me the uh, salt? <laughs> yes, Father, I can. <laughs> you know what's beautiful is when you call your dad, Dad, and then mm-hmm. they call priest Father. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that helps, helps doesn't yeah, it? That helps. Yeah. So Father Daniel Weiss's <laughs> uh, father is, uh, is a deacon. That's potentially what's going to happen here with the O'Reilly family. Um, and so, uh, yeah, why don't you just tell us, uh, we, we talked to, to Dan last month, but Luke, mm-hmm. why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? We'll get back to Dan if we have time. Mm-hmm. But Luke, <laughs> tell us about yourself. Well, uh, I, I just finished my uh, first year of college seminary, mm-hmm. so I'll be heading into my second year at the end of the, uh, at the, end of the month here. And then uh, I've been staying for the summer with... Uh, the father, the infamous, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's been a good year so far. Um, been, yeah, we had to leave seminary a bit early because of the quarantine mm-hmm. and whatnot. So I, that's when I moved into father's house. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's been a good summer so far, and yeah. Looking forward to getting yeah. back, are you? Yeah, it'll be nice to get back. What What are the things that that you are looking forward to the most here in this second year of seminary? Uh, to see my brother seminarians again, mm-hmm. to be able to just have that fraternity again and mm-hmm. to be there, and then also to have the structure of the seminary life where you wake up at the certain time, even though it's way too early. Uh <laughs> But wake up, have mass every day, you know, or, yeah, every day, and then uh, have that scheduled holy hour every day and 
to be able to get that formation again will mm -hmm. be really really good mm -hmm. just to want to reassure you we do have mass every day here yes we do yes. we do yes. <laughs> thank you father appreciate that so uh, you mentioned two things that that really kind of um struck me luke this idea of fraternity and structure you did not list academics which is okay but i'm, I'm just saying oftentimes uh we refer to people in seminary as studying for the priesthood and I suppose that is true, but it's not always just the... I mean, the academics are vital, but it's yeah. not the only vital component here. Yeah. There's this, uh, this, this fraternity. Talk about the importance of this fraternity. What do you mean by that? Well, uh, fraternity, just like building that brotherhood, because one day these seminarians, God willing, will be your brother priests, too. And that's an important part of building that brotherhood, so otherwise you're just going to try go out there to go out in the priesthood or go out into the world and you're just going to try going out pretty much alone and God gave us brothers so we might as well use them for something good. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Very cool. I think that's one of the um and it's nice to have like peers and people with you to that you can relate with. Yeah. That's where I was going too. Yeah. Thank you because uh there's a certain <clears throat> uh, comfort, and when I use the word comfort, I don't mean you know ease or pleasant. I mean the 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 what the word the root of the word means with 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 strength. There's a certain strengthening that happens um, when you are with people who have experienced what you've experienced, are experiencing what you're experiencing, going through these same things with a with a similar mindset, a similar vision. Um, that that there's there's a there's nobody else in the world that can is going to relate to your experience, yeah. Than than the others that have have gone through it or are going through it, yeah. Much as we would like to try. So, and and what about that structure? What's so important about structure? Uh well, for me, I found like without the structure, like even sometimes when I go home, went home for break and. Uh, I would just be at home. It's kind of like even though I would try forcing myself to go to church, pray a holy hour, go to mass every day, it's still sometimes easy to not do that or to get out of that sort of structure. And that just makes you worry more about like the time of things you're going to have to do this. And also that so that structure kind of gives you that comfort of you don't have to really worry about planning everything in your day right away because mm -hmm. it's a, a lot of it is already like set times and that also just gives you a sense of stability i think and then just that regular time it gets your body used to like praying at that time or so it gets you kind of used to doing this certain thing at this certain time and i imagine <clears throat> this this structure um that's a required structure the whole idea for it is to build a certain uh, habit and then yeah. a discipline, you know, so that when when that structure is not there, like this summer or yeah. you know years down the road, you'll continue to realize the the, the fruits of of that structure and, and try to enter into one on your own. Yeah, is that right? Am I close? Oh, I'd agree, and it, I mean it reveals the the force, the importance of habits of mm -hmm. disciplines. They can sort of be cut down as oh things just become routine, but yeah. but habits are important. Like what, you know, you, Luke expressed that well 
Uh, by the way, I'd also like to say that Luke has uh, one way that we've uh, helped him to uh, have an incentive to always come to Mass is that he has to be the sacristan at every Mass yeah. since good. he's lived here. Yeah, <clears throat> no. since, you That's know, good structure. Other people with, with COVID restrictions, you could. Mm-hmm. So uh, Luke has been a very good sacristan. Wonderful. But it's also a way to make sure that he's there. Yeah. 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 Not so that I, I was worried. might keep that way. <laughs> Not that I was worried. <laughs> Not that you were worried. Yeah. Tell us, Luke, a little bit about your journey to the seminary. What, what led you to this? Uh, well, for me, I've kind of always just kind of had that feeling of calling to maybe God is calling me to the priesthood, and maybe not. You never know mm-hmm. until I mean until you're there, really. Uh, but I've definitely been feeling that call priesthood or not, and so that's kind of just something that's been. Uh, Something that's just been on my mind since I was younger, I would say, like, even 10 or 11, probably, mm-hmm. I was thinking about being a priest and taking it seriously. And then I've, as time, I'm a priest and other desires to maybe God is not calling me to priesthood. So it's still up in the air, but... Pre- seminary is definitely where the place where I'm going to figure that out, and I'm mm-hmm. still feeling the strong pull to the priesthood. Mm-hmm. And so, just as time went on, and then also just like whenever I hear like the examples of the saints and stuff, it's kind of like, yeah, how could you not want to do that? Like <laughs> they gave their life for God, and of course, you don't need to become a priest to be give your life to God. You can give your life to God as a lay person or religious. But so just f- trying to follow God no matter what and put put his will above mine is just mm-hmm. something I've been trying to do. So and I just feel the call to the call to seminary. So when I when I witness seminarians, <clears throat> I, I witness a, a great amount of joy. They seem to generally have a, a smile on their face and a, and a spring in their step and they, especially when they're with each other, you know, in, 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 that, in that kind of community. So it's always, uh, it's, it's inspiring to me to see that, you know, that happening. Because I understand <clears throat> this isn't a, the same joy that, uh, that I get when I eat cake. <laughs> you know, I mean, this is a joy in each other's company and in the fact that uh, you've, got, you've got Christ as your focus. That's what I see is the, the joy of just surrender to Christ, you know. So it's 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 a beautiful thing. Um, I want to I want to ask uh, uh, Dan, uh, your dad, not yes. Father Daniel or myself. Yeah. Uh, Dan O'Reilly, when did you first feel the call to begin the diaconate formation? Well, um, I, I spoke a little bit about this last month, but um, really, it's just kind of been that kind of long, slow tug on my heart. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I mentioned that uh, the importance of the fraternity in the morning men's group. Mm-hmm. Again, that sense of, uh, you know, kind of going through the sermon and going through life with a group of brothers that, uh, you know, are trying to live out their Catholic faith and pursue God's will. And so that, that was a large part for me uh, to be able to kind of say yes and say yes. Similar to Luke, I just, we want to do whatever God's will is in our life. And uh, right now that his will is that path and um so yeah it's just been a, a long slow tug on, on on my heart it's not nothing that um i didn't get picked up and body slammed into it or anything like that <laughs> but, uh, mm-hmm. 
But uh, God has made it clear that this is where he wants me right now. I want to ask a little bit. We're going to take a break shortly here, Dan. But I want to ask a little bit, too. If uh, you know how how much of uh, of, of Luke's um, uh, uh, call, you know his vocation, how much he shared uh, with you, and and how that may have played a role in in some of the uh, avenues you're pursuing. We'll get to that when we come back in just a moment. I'm Deacon Dan Goshi, along with Father Daniel Weiske, broadcasting from St. Andrew's Church in Brainerd, Minnesota. We'll be right back with more Real Presence Live in just a moment. Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hi, this is Dr. Ryan Sappo from Lumen Vision in South Fargo near Saints Anne and Joachim Church. Lumen Vision is a full-service eye care facility that provides eye exams for both children and adults. We offer a variety of frames with missions you can believe in, like Eco Eyewear, an environmentally friendly frame company that plants a tree for each frame sold. For more information about our mission and scheduling your appointment online, you can go to Lumen.Vision. Lumen Vision is a proud sponsor of the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Do you want to make sure Real Presence Radio continues to receive your support in perpetuity? This can now be accomplished by establishing an individual endowment account in your name with a minimum gift of $10,000. A distribution will be made annually in your name to assure future generations will continue to hear the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ through the mission of Real Presence Radio. To learn more about establishing an individual endowment for Real Presence Radio, a gift which will last in perpetuity, please call me, Mike Kidrowski, at 701-290-4503. State tax credits may apply in some states. Let's get started. SJ Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides quality machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, SJ Machine strives to understand and meet your production needs. Prototype to production, working together towards success. SJ Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Dan Goshi and Father Daniel Weiss. I'm Deacon Dan Goshi. I forgot my title. Mm. The Deke and Father Daniel Weiske, uh broadcasting from um, St. Andrew's Church in Brainerd, Minnesota. We're talking with a father and son um, group here uh, with uh, Luke and Dan O'Reilly. Luke in seminary, Dan O'Reilly. His dad is uh, in formation for the uh, permanent diaconate, entering his uh, his third year there. And uh, Dan, I just kind of wanted to uh, ask you this question, as as Luke was mentioning that he's kind of had this this inner feeling or call or inclination anyway to the priesthood from a very young age, 10, 11, you said, maybe? Yeah, or at least. At least, if not earlier. Certainly he didn't, well, maybe he did keep it, you didn't keep this all to yourself, or did you talk to mom and dad about this sort uh, of thing? 
I talked to. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it was a, a topic of conversation around the house, I think, from time to time. Um, did did that play any role in in your decision to enter into uh, into formation? Um, you know, seeing you know the, these kinds of conversations. Did did that have any uh, influence at all? Um, I would. While both of our callings, I think, are 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 independent, um, I can't say that just that general um, uh, feeling in our household that you know to encourage our children to do God's will, and if you have that call, and really to ask each and every one of them, do you, you know do you feel like you'd have any call towards seminary? Um, and for the first uh, first three, it was a pretty clear that nope, because God's not pulling me that direction, but. Luke, he's right, from a very young age, and it's kind of surprising, was always just kind of like, what do you want to do? You want to be a fireman? You want to be a police officer? No, I want to be a priest. <laughs> and uh, Either that or a you cowboy. Know, <laughs> yeah, priest cowboy. Or a cow- well, you could do both. The um, That's uh, his youngest brother, wants to be a priest cowboy. Um, I'm not sure how that works, but Bishop Serba <laughs> seemed to think there'd be a, a role in it when we told him once. Um <laughs> that we'd be able to accommodate that somehow. Uh, but uh, so I think just that general um, concept of really watching your children trying to follow God's will. And um, in a lot of ways, Luke was uh, inspiring toward me, even toward prayer, because he uh, had a natural inclination toward prayer, which for me, uh, it was more of a training process. Um, but Luke, uh, really from a young age, loved the rosary. Um, and, you know, I remember preparing for bed at night and be 10, 11 o'clock at night and hearing the kids talking downstairs and I go down to yell at them and hear Luke be leaving rosary with all the little kids. <laughs> for that. Uh, so, you know, that, that's inspiring as a parent and um, just to see that uh, really does help you grow in your own faith life and um, it's kind of like you practice what you preach so if I'm encouraging my children to follow God's will and to uh, go out and really discern and listen to if God is calling you on these paths, uh, that I'd better be prepared to do it myself as well. Luke, was it ever a case where uh, you and and the other kids were not, you know, you were you were having some mischievous conversation, you heard Dad coming down and you quick said, Hail Mary, full of grace, just to make him think you were doing the rosary? Is that I ever? Don't, I don't think that was ever okay, the case. All right. At least I wouldn't say it in front of him. <laughs> we'll talk when we get off the air, maybe. Yeah. Uh, that would have been, that would have been, been mine. Not that he was never any trouble. I don't want to uh, give a false sense of that, but no, no he's a good kid. <laughs> yeah, right. He says. Uh, so, so this this conversation that you had have had with your with all of your children, you know, to to explore God's plan in their lives, or or, or you know what what is um, what is a way that they can serve God in their lives that that would be uh, uh, pleasing to the Lord and and proper for for the gifts that they've given. Um, that had an effect on your you know as you're as you're preaching to the to the kids this message you're hearing it yourself and that. You're saying that that had some sort of a role. Yeah, I think your... so. Just, um, you know, really that desire, if you're, we're going to tell the kids that you need to pray, they better see uh, mom and dad praying. If we're going to mm-hmm. tell the kids to go to confession, they better see mom and dad going to confession. Um, it's not very important. And if they're going to tell the kids to discern God's will, they better not see uh, dad ignoring it. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it, it did definitely have a 
Um, Luke, tell me a little bit about what it's like for you to be in the seminary at the same time your dad is in formation. What, you know, what, 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 how does that change a, a normal father-son relationship? Uh, I'm not sure how, if it has had any like big effect on it. It's definitely, uh, I suppose there is a, uh, benefit to being able to relate to the formation that my dad is in. And we're both going through not exactly the same, but similar mm-hmm. formation. And so it, there is a more of a capacity, I think, to relate to what my dad is going through in his uh, diaconate formation and also to relate in the struggles that he may be, or not necessarily struggles, but like the uh, the discernment process, mm-hmm. I guess. Okay. And Dan, the same the same question to you. You know, I mean, uh, what uh, uh, having having a son in seminary, you going through uh, formation. How has that had an in influence on your relationship or your own your own journey? Well, I think he's. Um, I think Luke kind of hit the nail a little bit, just having a greater appreciation uh, for that uh, discernment process that he's also going through. And knowing uh, some of the struggles and attacks and things that that I've uh, been through and being kind of able to relate to him on that level. And also just having kind of that, um, when he's at home, uh, being able to say, did you do morning prayer yet? Did you do evening prayer yet? And sitting mm-hmm. down and, and doing those those types of prayers as a family and kind of just entering into that uh, liturgical life with them uh, on some level has been uh, a beautiful experience. Dan, how many other children do you have? Uh, we have eight uh, living children and one who's gone before us. So okay. um, we have uh, Luke's got three older brothers, um, two younger sisters, and uh, two younger brothers. And uh, do you feel any sense of alienation with with the other uh, your other children or Luke, your other siblings? That uh, Luke, you and Dad are are kind of on a certain path that the others are. are maybe not on i mean is there any uh i've never felt any sort of alienation like that mm-hmm. uh yeah i suppose it really hasn't changed my relationship with my brothers and sisters mm-hmm. that much me going into seminary we still talk have fun together mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. make fun of each other occasionally yeah <laughs> siblings yeah. do uh how about you yeah. dan have you noticed anything in in your in your other children any uh uh thoughts or, no. or ideas about that I, I i sincerely don't believe there's any uh kind of like oh luke and luke and dan have this uh luke and dad have this uh special thing going on now like i, I said i think um just the important thing is that you're following god's will in their life um uh, mm-hmm. in all our lives and and they're doing the same thing so and really us we're all uh whether we're discerning the priesthood the during the diaconate married life, uh, what job to get next. We're all discerning God's will. Um, and so I think we can all relate to that. And they, they very much enjoy hearing Luke's stories from seminary or, or stories from the diaconate formation process. And, um, and we sit down and, and discuss all that as a family. So I, I don't think there's any sense of I'm left out of this. And, and certainly they're, they're all welcome to hop into seminary at any time if they, <laughs> if they so feel that calm. <laughs> You support that decision, too, huh? I support that decision, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Except for the two younger sisters. They're not. Yeah, those, those two can't. 
Uh, Probably not seminary certainly, stuff. Certainly did yeah. turn a religious life. They, religious they life. That, so. <laughs> Wonderful. What would you say are the, um, you know, some of the fruits and, and blessings, um, Dan, that you have uh, uh, realized here over the past five years, four year, five years in, in formation? Um. I, you know, I just think uh, the value of that kind of regular and increased prayer life um, and, and appreciation of, um, you know, that spending time with God on a regular basis um, every day and uh, how that really does fortify you of, of going out into the rest of your life. Uh, I would say that primarily is just one of the major fruits and also getting to spend time with all different uh uh, people uh, on different um, levels in their faith with different ideas of, of how to spread the faith and really just kind of listening to that and saying, you know, I've got my own ideas and sometimes they're not always, uh, I think they're so good. I can't help but uh, share them with everybody, but you're hearing other people's ideas and just, uh, just really appreciating that, uh, that, uh, call everyone has to uh, to spend time with God and to try to spread spread the gospel to all corners of the world. And Luke, how about you, some of the fruits that you've experienced? Uh, just, yeah, like Dad was saying, the more uh, regular prayer and just like that more appreciate or uh, appreciative that's not a word. Appreciation. Appreciation. I got one. That's my yeah. third, third right thing to... Uh, yeah, just that appreciation for uh, prayer and growing in that regular uh, ability to prayer and then just also being able to meet people from all, all over the Midwest who go to my same seminary and just hearing their ideas too and then just that experience of going deeper into the faith. Okay. Beautiful. I love that. Beautiful. Did you have something? No. Okay. Well, Luke, I've, I've seen you around. It's a pleasure to actually get a chance to have a conversation with yeah. you. Just know that you're in my prayers every day. Thank you. And uh, Dan, the same with you. I, I've, I've gotten to know you a little bit lately, and uh, since you're, mm -hmm. you're going to be perhaps one of my brothers here in a, a, as a deacon, and uh, you and uh, Teresa are in my prayers as well. Thank you so much. All right. God bless. We'll be back with more Real Presence Live in just a moment. We've been talking to uh, Luke and Dan O'Reilly. Luke in the seminary. Dan in formation to become a permanent deacon. And uh, we'll have more when uh, we return to Real Presence Live after this. <laughs> 